Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. We are in Acts chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 1, but to set the stage, reminder, Paul has been preaching his heart out in Athens, and many people come to know the Lord. And the whole time he's there, he's really just in Athens because he had to flee from Thessalonica because the Christians there, including Jason, were all being heavily persecuted because he showed up. And so to make that go away, Paul left, but he sent behind Silas and Timothy to minister. And he said, hey guys, just you know, do a little ministry up there and then quickly get to Athens because we got to move on. Well, it's taking longer than Paul expected. And Timothy and Silas aren't coming. And we can infer from that that there was a lot of work to do in Berea and in Thessalonica where those two guys were. There was a lot of things that they had to do to create those churches and really sustain and build them. And so Paul is in Athens, and he's working, and he's sharing the gospel, but he feels like it's time to go. And we don't know where, we don't know why he left. We don't know what prompted him, whether it was the Spirit, or whether he, you know, had another vision, or someone invited him, or he just thought it was the right thing. But Acts chapter 18, verse 1 says, Then Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Now, Corinth was never on the list. Athens wasn't on the list. Thessalonica wasn't on the list. Berea wasn't on the list. Paul was supposed to go to Ephesus, and he never got there. He's going all around Ephesus, but not getting there. How frustrating must that be for Paul to think he's setting out on this missionary journey, and yet he can't get there. At every turn, he has to make a change. He has to do something different. He has to be flexible and adaptable. That's got to be difficult for him. And so I would ask you, are you ready to follow the Spirit wherever it leads you, sometimes in a place that's uncomfortable and that you're unprepared for, that you're not ready to make that change. Because that's what Paul teaches us to do. There's many people in the Bible, I think of Joshua, I think of um, David, who were faithful at a young age doing the things that God was asking them to do. Maybe just feed the sheep or you know, carry a staff or whatever it was that they were supposed to do. And then God used them later to do even bigger things. So are you being faithful and doing the little things in your life right now while you wait for God to direct you to the big things? That's what Paul was doing. Verse 2, we're going to learn about the two people that he meets, Aquila and Priscilla. And there's a lot of words in here, so try to stay with me. There, Paul became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife Priscilla. They had left Italy when Claudius Caesar deported all Jews from Rome. Okay, so just to clarify, Rome uh, is persecuting the Jews. They're getting rid of them. And so there's this persecution there, and all the Jews are fleeing, and these two Jews, Aquila and his wife Priscilla, they end up in Corinth, and then Paul meets them probably preaching the gospel. And Paul's probably like, yeah, I'm, you know, I used to be a Jew, but now I'm a Christian. And they're like, tell me more. And he does. And they're like, man, that's amazing. We want to hear more. Why don't you come stay with us? And then he goes to stay with them and realizes, hey, these people are tent makers. I'm a tent maker too. Uh, In other translations, it says leather worker. So he realizes he has something in common. And rather than wait for Paul or for Timothy and Silas and do nothing, he continues to preach the gospel in Corinth. And we're going to read more about that later, but today I want to focus on the persecution because it says that Aquila and Priscilla were there in that town because of persecution in Rome. Now, that was the persecution of the Jews, 
And later we know that the persecution of the Christians became a real thing, where they were putting them and feeding them to tigers and making them fight gladiators in the pit. That's what Christians uh, had to face as their persecution. And we think, oh, that was all Old Testament or that was all like really old times. That didn't happen in current times. There's an organization called Open Doors USA, which I often look at. And they talked, I just went to their website and looked, and it says over 360 million people in 2021 lived in places that experienced significant Christian persecution. And they'll tell you what countries those are. Um, North Korea usually tops the list, but there's several Middle Eastern and African countries among other places around the world that are also significantly persecuting Christians across the globe. And this number staggered me because I think, oh yeah, people aren't really dying for being Christians these days. Well, Open Doors USA estimates that just around 6,000 people were killed in 2021 for their faith. That's amazing. Think about that. 6,000 people lost their life because of their faith in 2021. That's an estimation from Open Doors USA. And what I want to ask us to do today is to pray to pray for these people. James says to be joyful through our trials, to be joyful in our persecution because it leads to to, uh, perseverance, which leads to maturity. And so I wanna pray for that. God, would you use every single Christian in the world to grow in their faith? God, would you use each one of us to pray and to unify as a group, to pray for our brothers and sisters around the globe who are experiencing significant persecution. And God, if we are not experiencing it, I just want to praise you for allowing us to live in the moment. But God, if we are, I also want to praise you because you're drawing us closer to you. God, we thank you and we love you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.